genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Scott Corelli. Today we're about to go off on minute 112, which begins with a pan across falling action and ends with everybody going to jail. Mm-hmm. And uh, no guests today, because no we guests are... Today. We're wrapping this thing up yeah. just the, you, the, exactly the way it started. We finish it the way we started it, like Voldemort <laughs> and Harry Potter. Yeah. And how do you top Crystal Beth? It's true. She's the best it's in the true. best. She's the Mickey yeah. Mantle of uh, Movies by Minute podcasts. <laughs> it really tells, shows a lot about me that I thought you were going to say Mickey Mouse. She's the Mickey Mouse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The symbol. Uh. Speaking of symbols, uh, we, 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 we open... With the with the goose, the goose being uh, reunited with his master, I guess so. The goose being delicately petted and uh, and cooed at by uh, Stephen Merchant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never thought about it because, like, you know, that first his only scene, you get the sense that he's kind of like an irritated neighbor, you know, mm-hmm. or like this this freaking goose or the swan is like in my yard again. But yeah, the fact that it's like his familiar, yeah. Yeah, kind of you know, sweet. He li- yeah, he likes it, and and like it's it likes him obviously because it's mm-hmm. like super chill. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, it, it's taking people out. We know this is not a friendly swan. Yeah. Do you think is this a is this is like is this act an actual swan in this bit or do you think this is the puppet? Oh man, I I don't know. My 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 layman's instinct is to say it's real just because it's like a full body. Uh huh, and it's not like I I would imagine the puppet being like maybe when it needs to like, like maybe the yeah like maybe the close ups of it are a puppet or when it's like l- like lashing out at someone yeah yeah I guess that's probably true it's always driving people away that swan yeah there's just something about like I don't know like it's not it doesn't look like it's moving naturally to me because like that's true. it's not moving except for its neck is just sort of bobbing up and burp, down burp, burp. yeah it's like bobbing yeah. Which makes me feel like it's like a subtle puppeteer or something. Yeah, like maybe that's how Stephen Merchant was able to like get so up close to it is because it was a puppet. Like they needed it. Right, right. Um, Tony Fisher uh, really is given like Ash from Evil Dead vibes in this. Yeah, I mean, he literally he's like he's holding his antique rifle like a broadsword like on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. Like he just he like he just single handedly won the Battle of Winterfell or something. (laughs) <laughs> he just everyone my perfect sunday <laughs> <laughs> they're like all those dead people are buried <laughs> uh but you'll never take my perfect sunday <laughs> uh do you think the uh do you think the journalist asked him this question or or yeah. 
Yeah, no. Or do, do you think he's just offering up this information? I think it is, yeah, because that, that was a Tim Messenger uh, uh, move, was asking about the perfect Sunday. Right, right. Um, so I just, uh, they, it's just the fact that they're not reacting to his mm-hmm. perfect Sunday is what yeah. makes me like, did yeah. they ask him this? Oh, man. There's no, yeah, there, there's no change in their demeanor with him changing subject. Does that make right. sense? Right, exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, and then, uh, the Andes are, uh, miming having sex with someone. Just anything. Yeah. Just, 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 just the, the physical acting it out is what they're doing. Just like, Hey, remember this? Remember this? Remember this thing we can do? And when we did this and the other Andy breaking out into a grin, I don't know. Like this is almost as heartwarming as Steven Merchant with the swan. (laughs) A little bit. I just... All, all I can hope, I think, is uh, is that they're uh, they're they're actually uh, talking about like each other. Like this is this is a reveal that they are actually in love. And hey, you know what together. we're gonna do later tonight, Andy? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, we are, mate. <laughs> or it's like, here's what we just did to like the town. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the. <laughs> Oh man! It, yeah, it, it kind of it reminds me of Mary and Pippin on that little hill in, in Return of the King. Yeah, when they were miming having sex with uh, Lady Hobbits. Oh, yeah. Mary, look! This is what we <laughs> did to Saruman. <laughs> whoop whoop! <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Wow. <laughs> they have little mustaches, cigarettes. Oh, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 uh. I don't. I don't agree with George R. R. Martin's assessment of uh, Tolkien's work being that like it needed more fucking, um, which was <laughs> that was his assessment of Tolkien's life's work is that it needed more fucking. <laughs> well, that's George R. R. Martin's assessment. Of yeah, right. Literature. But but I will say this. I will I will give him points to this. Is that like I I really despite the fact that they all have children and there's romances involved. I do feel like Middle Earth is a place that doesn't have that happening anywhere in it. Like yeah. you just can't imagine those characters being sexual in any way. It, it's a weirdly kind of sexless universe. Like even more yeah. so. Like you know, the MCU gets some flack for not, but you know what I mean. Like it feels yeah. weirder in Lord of the Rings because yeah. it's implied that it's like kind of more adult than the MCU. I don't know. Like there's just like yeah, you think about the Gimli. And there's mm-hmm. like that that weird joke about like there are no dwarf women, but but then you're like, wait, wait a second, but why aren't where where are they? <laughs> right. Where's any woman in this goddamn universe? I mean, that's the that's the million dollar question, right? Yeah, that thing uh, that Patrick Rothfuss said about the Hobbit freaked me out because that was like my favorite book when I was in fourth grade, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh fuck, he's right. Yeah. It just didn't exist in that book. Not even mentioned or talked about. (laughs) Tolkien was like, ah, yes, my perfect Sunday has no (laughs) women in it. Just a group of lads at a pub talking about poetry. (laughs) And singing and dancing. And going to war and losing (laughs) all of it. And falling asleep and waking up to the war being over. (laughs) (laughs) The war's done, Tolkien. That all that all being said, there's uh there there's some people listening to this is who probably are like, oh, I've read enough uh, I've read enough fanfic on Tumblr to know that that world can be very sexual. Yeah, there's plenty there. of people who can probably picture it for sure. Dear old Cassandra Fredrickson. Uh, most likely, yeah. Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah, 
It is. It is. Uh, anyway, we, we, we can go on and on about sexuality and talking. But uh, <laughs> this is also kind of like a, a sexless movie. I mean, it's romance heavy. You know, it's love heavy. You know, the love between Danny and Nicholas. But like, oh, well, I guess the, you know, the Andes. The Andes and Doris. And Doris. The Andes and Doris. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a very kind of like sitcom-y like. Because the movie mm-hmm. takes place in a very rural, rural, conservative place that has that kind of like, oh, aren't we naughty kind of like right little innuendos here and there. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, but I, you know, but that's something that just in general, because I think I've talked about this before on one of our podcasts, maybe not this one, but I, I, I am a, uh, I'm a, fir- I'm firmly in the, uh, there, there is no need for sex scenes in any movie camp. Like I, I, I'm, I'm on Steven Spielberg's side with that of like, there, there's literally no situation where you need to have that scene in your movie. Like you can always shoot around it. Um, and there's a sex uh, scene in Munich, huh? It's heartbreaking. It's not like a sexy scene. Yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. Never mind. Okay. Please continue. <laughs> I think he's meaning like just gratuitous, like let's watch these characters have sex, like yeah. where there's like there's just no reason for it, you know. Mm-hmm, like there, mm-hmm. there are certainly there are um, there can be like uh, plot reasons to have like a char- right. like a sex scene or Game of Thrones. Well, yeah, Gar- Game of Thrones is 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 incredibly uh, incredibly uh, uh, just like unnecessary sex scenes, like the definition of <laughs> unnecessary sex scenes. Uh, but it's HBO, so the, everything is unnecessary sex scenes on HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so Crash like I, I, I'm, I'm always like I really like that his that Edgar Wright's films can uh, reference sex as a thing. Sure. Scott Pilgrim, I think, being the most so far. Right. Right. But but he has no he seems to have no desire to. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I would be morbidly curious what an Edgar Wright sex scene would look like. <laughs> Sure. But I still don't think I want to see it. They could go a lot of different ways. They could go a lot of different ways. Extreme close-ups. Yeah, you would imagine maybe like, yeah, like to, to like weird kind of like Suspiria like sex like like <laughs> terror sexual. Oh, maybe that's what we'll get in uh in Last Night in Soho. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I wonder if that'll be out by the time our next season airs. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it it'll be the first Edgar Wright film of the 2020s. Yeah. Hmm. 2021. Interesting, Interesting to find out when uh, when that gets a release date. So uh, we we get we get the return of the three Musketeers. Hmm. The 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 Mount Rushmore of. Uh, although Santa. although before that, I do want to point out like the bit where um the bit where uh, uh, Skinner is coming by on the street. Oh yeah. No. Oh my God. Please. Thank you going. so much. It, it it's the realest part of the movie going ow 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 and he's still got the he's still got the steeple sticking out of his mouth like a like a like a like a like a fang like a <laughs> and then yeah the, the kids all snapping their cell phone it, it ages Which, the it ages the movie but it's also like now more than ever that's what would happen you know yeah i mean that's that's the thing is like it only ages the movie because of the phone props for sure um, like that, that there's, there's a kid with an LG chocolate, which warms my LG chocolate, uh, past ownership heart. Uh-huh. Um, but, but, uh, it's, it, it dates, it only dates the movies because of the props. In fact, I would argue that this is actually ahead of its time. Like, I don't know the kids were doing this to this extent 
Like this probably in 2008 uh, or 2007, this probably seemed like, oh, that doesn't happen. Like it was still like that. Yeah. And then, and then, and, but now today it's like, that's all that happens. You know? (laughs) Yeah. It's like now to see that many people recording something, it would have to be something crazy. Like old man Skinner got a fucking church spire through his jaw. Right. But now like anything could happen and you'd see that many phones out at once. Yeah. Especially oh, around man. the youths. Oh man. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's really kind of a, ahead of its time for, for jo- as a joke. Um, and it's, uh, it's pretty great. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. I just think it's funny that the ambulance people are just letting it happen. And you know, like and to go back to your, your observation of Skinner going like, ow, ow, ow. And just this isolated moment, maybe even like just this chunk of the minute, it almost feels like a warped fucked up, like version of like an airbud falling action Air like Bud. everyone's happy the bad guy's getting like embarrassed as he's getting called away to jail and he's like oh i'm hurt and everyone the kids are like yeah he's hurt but it's like fucked up and violent yeah yeah i guess that's true that's fair i i do question the um the blocking of this scene though because sure. for some reason they're carrying him out of the ambulance to where exactly (laughs) oh maybe they're taking him from the ambulance to custody police custody so they're basically like yeah we're not going to remove that because it would you would probably bleed to death uh but we're also not going to like take you to the hospital to get it fixed up before like they've requested that they 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 book you before we send you to the hospital or it's like in a weird way that makes sense because it's like we can't get it out now. This is a this is a surgery. This isn't yanking right. it out. So right. booking you will take like half an hour, right? And then we'll. God, it's it's. Anyway, I don't I don't want I don't want to skip ahead to them getting uh getting booked, but but uh, yeah, I I uh, I I think it's there. There's there's a little bit of low key shade that happens in this bit with the three of them, hmm. um, where. He says, uh, you know, a place like Sanford is no place for an officer of your caliber. Well, here's the thing, motherfucker. He's not an officer anymore. You promoted him to sergeant. Oh, yeah. That's 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 some that's some that's some fucking shade. That's some bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, I I am. uh, I'm like, I'm like, come on, Bill Nye. Like, God damn it. That's terrible. Um, I would say this though, I think as much as I love, as much as I love uh, uh, Nicholas in Sanford and everything, and he's probably going to be, um, you know, whatever. Uh, what what was he, Captain? What was Frank, Captain? Yeah, Captain. Um, so he'll probably be Captain of Sanford, is my guess, and then and then uh, uh, Danny will be Sergeant. It would be would be my assumption. I don't know. Um, I think they say it. Oh, I'm sorry. Not captain. It's like uh, inspector. Right? Inspector. Oh yeah. Yeah. Could, could someone tell the inspector that I've arrived, please? Right, right, right. It's the inspector. Inspector um, Angel. Yeah, I I bet he'll be inspector. But you know what? I would say this: if London is having issues without him, I if I'm if I'm the London uh if I'm if I'm London PD if I'm Chief Inspector Bill Knight. Uh, I'm not asking him to return as an officer. I'm asking him to return to run the school. Oh, yeah. Because, your... because 
Yeah, because then you don't you don't just get one Nicholas Angel. You get a shit ton of Nicholas Angels. And that's your motherfucking sequel. Oh, dude. Hot Fuzz right. Academy. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That would be amazing. He's like, I'm tired of just, you know, the same old. I want to. Yeah, I have to. If I want to solve the problem, I have to do what I did with Danny, but to the, the next generation. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then uh, and Danny joins them. They both do it. It's like X Men, but for cops. Oh man! <laughs> and somehow they convince them to open the school in Sanford. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they're like, this is how we get the town. This is how we actually become the best village. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man! And then and then all the the NWA have spent the past ten years hatching a plan to break out of jail. Okay, yeah. And oh they my God. all break yeah. out of jail to try and retake the town, and it's like Red Dawn. Yeah, they're like Cobra. Yes. They've had all this time to like grow, like, you know, and acclimate in power. And now it's like G.I. <laughs> Joe versus Cobra. They're back for revenge. Oh, man. <sighs> and, anyway. then, and, then, and then this time, the firefight is only red and blue lasers. Yes, it's all lasers. <laughs> Just like G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. No one ever dies. No one ever dies. Uh, no one ever dies. Everyone has a parachute. <laughs> and if you fall from anything, it automatically comes out. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm okay. Uh, do you see when, when, uh, when they offer him the job back in London, like come back to London, look at Danny's broken face. He's like, yep, this is it. Yeah, this is it. I'm going to lose my best friend forever. I just had the night of my life, and I lost my dad, and this is how I'm paying for it. Another huge romantic comedy move. Yeah. Well, especially just like when he says, also, I kind of like it here. He, yeah. He just, you see this smile cross Nick's face. Like, he, like Danny's face just like, of just like, oh, he's not, he's not going to go. He's going to stay with me. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's chuffed. He really yeah. didn't he really didn't see that coming. Yeah. And then they then they share a look with uh with a, a considerable amount of paperwork. And that could have been the last shot of the movie. It could have froze on that like, cut to credits. You could literally in that in that shot, I paused it right at thirty eight seconds where you where you where they're just looking into each other's eyes and I just wanna all I wanna do is draw a heart around it. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it could be a po- it could be the poster. Oh man, they're so in love. Look at them. Bless their hearts. <laughs> uh and then everybody's going to jail. I this is another thing that I that this is like a personal secret quote for me. Everybody's going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. I do yeah, a lot I've when I'm you... watching CNN lately. <laughs> I've heard you say that. <laughs> it's fun to say. It's it and it's also I think it's been personally I just really fell in love with the idea of hiding jokes into the score. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause it kind of creeps up on the on the audience. They're like, what? <laughs> like they're not expecting to hear like a joke. Yeah, no, and it's it absolutely. And then the other the other piece of this which I find really interesting now is that um uh hearing this hearing this song is um is very interesting because 
the it, it, my brain immediately clicks into baby driver mode. Oh yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Because he has, uh, John, the John John Spencer like that like I that's what I think of is like I think of Baby Driver now with his music. Wow, yeah, because yeah. of that opening scene. And so like when I hear this song, even though I've seen it a bajillion times in Hot Fuzz, it my brain is just it's just going right into Baby Driver mode. That's very interesting. Yeah, no, that that that's really valid. John Spencer's kind of become like the Rolling Stones to Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. or the shins to Zach Braff. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's just, it's, I, I find that, I don't know. I find that interesting. And you know, I am, I am, I'm wondering if there's ever been, I mean, there has to have been right. Like somebody has to have done a theatrical double feature of hot fuzz and baby driver, right? Somewhere in America. Cause that makes or the perfect UK sense. or Canada. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to double feature those two films. Um, I you think do Hot Fuzz first because it's longer. Right. I think they complement each other really well. I, I also think in the same way, in a similar way, I think that, um, you know, it's funny about The World's End, which is why it's like the perfect, it's like the perfect capper to this trilogy. And it's so, it's so like just misunderstood. But like The World's End works as a phenomenal like you could do Shaun of the Dead in the world's end and that fits perfectly together yeah in with with through some themes yeah apocalyptic yeah but then also hot fuzz and the world's end go together with other themes like friendship and you know things like home things like that hometown pride like hometown pride totally your, your relationship with your hometown yeah yeah there's this uh there's this structural thing that um uh, Nick and I talk about a lot when we're when we're writing because I'm I'm a big fan of it because uh, I think it's the most satisfying way to structure uh, uh, anything any kind of story, um, which is that uh, your 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 act one is your thesis, your act two is your antithesis, and your act three is your synthesis, which basically means your thesis is like your thesis statement of the film of like this is the world before everything changes. Right. And then your antithesis is like kind of the pitch you make in the trailer. Like it's like their life was like this. And then this happens. And, and then like Morgan that's, Freeman gave Jim Carrey the powers of God almighty. Right. Yeah. And so that's antithesis. Right. Like man with no power, man with all the power. And then and then man with all the power using all the power like a man with no power. Like that's and then that's what the synthesis is. It takes the 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 person that the character was in act 1 w- mixes it with the things they learned in act 2 and then they become something new in act 3 and and that's absolutely what the world's end is it's like a it's like a literal combination of Shaun of the dead which is a thesis which is great as a thesis because it it is basically like very complementary to spaced stuff that they'd already done you know mhm and then Hot Fuzz is like, now here's something completely different, right? Where, you know, Nick, Nick is, uh, Nick Frost and, and, and Simon Pegg are going to play completely different characters yeah. than they did in Shaun of the Dead. No um, one and they're is gonna, like a slacker living in London with roommates. Right, right, right. right. Like it, it's, com- it's going to be a completely different thing. And then the world's end is like, now we're going to take those two things and we're going to combine them into a, a, a new third thing. And that's what the world's end is, and that's kind of, kind of crazy. I I really like the idea of pairing Baby Driver with Hot Fuzz because ba- Hot Fuzz is the story of a member of the law 
and it mm-hmm. ends with the villains going to jail. And yet Baby Driver is a film about an outlaw that ends with deciding to let himself go to jail and like, yeah. see, like live experience his own justice that these guys have been running from their whole lives in Hot Fuzz. Oh, man. That's I think I think hasn't hasn't it been brought up that uh, a cool way to do Baby Driver two would be to make it a simultaneous Baby Driver two and Hot Fuzz two. Oh man, that'd be cool. Where yeah, you just like they a, go to England like for the for the for the heists mm-hmm. and, and then Nicola, and Nicholas Angel can be like the Tommy Lee Jones like on the hunt for Baby. Yeah. Oh man, we're just we're <laughs> just pitching stuff here at the end. I we're know. I hope yeah. Edgar Wright listens to this episode of no no, no other episodes. <laughs> yeah, no other episode. Uh, just just randomly. Oh, I think I'll listen to this one. I think I'll start with one twelve. <laughs> God, I forgot. I forgot <laughs> you had an Edgar Wright impression. Uh, oh man. Um, and then we anyway. uh, and, and say nothing of the N- the the NWA's like you know ferocious mugshot session. Yeah, they're just like hissing and and screaming at the camera. Um, I think I, if I, I remember, I, I like to imagine the person behind the camera was just like, "Don't smile, don't snarl." Like you know, like yeah. when you get your driver's license picture, they're like, "Smile mm-hmm. less, less emote less." I really want to say in one of like the nine commentaries for this. At some point, I listened to one, and they said that like this was like a really fun day for these actors. Oh, I bet. Because, you know, they've been in a lot of like period pieces and like, you know, dramas. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love I just love that they kept everyone's injuries. Like they make reference to every person's injuries. Like like uh, uh, Roy still has the bear trap around his neck. Mm hmm. Um, and then, uh, and, and then when, uh, when uh, uh, Hatcher shows up, like he falls over because he can't the his toe yeah. can't hold his weight or whatever it's a blitzkrieg of payoffs yeah or callbacks re- yeah callbacks it's really good it's really good um and yeah and, jim broadman uh, capping it off and poor uh <laughs> poor oh poor lurch yeah poor lurch is so terrified i feel so bad for him gregor glane he's like anthony mackie in painting game oh he's so scared bless his heart it's not his fault he got manipulated yeah, well, maybe he'll like you know be one of those dudes that finds new purpose in jail. Yeah, like he becomes he kind of like a like 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 the mascot of his pod. Yeah, what if uh, what if he's like the one that like gets a college education while in jail? Oh god, yeah, he turns it around. Like when we when they do hot fuzz too, like Lurch is in it, but like he he's just he's like a little more like the hound. Yeah, he still like looks he's... like Lurch, but he talks like the hound. He's <laughs> become like a lawyer. <clears throat> yeah like oh her. man that'd be yeah. great that'd be great anyway now i i just want if baby driver 2 is anything but a hot fuzz sequel i'll be upset stranger be, things have happened it should be a combination of those two things it'd be amazing <laughs> uh and then yeah frank is uh is real upset yeah he's real upset also uh that that slow motion car crash into the tree really messed him up bad <laughs> yeah that's crazy what was he doing back there i don't know that 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 swan just fucked him up it <laughs> <laughs> just it just really just nailed him he must have Broke immediately him. fully reached his whole body back to grab it and then it hit the tree yeah i guess so but like he like broke his arm like twisted his neck crazy 
Maybe some of that happened when he crashed and he was like in shock, so he didn't feel a lot, a lot of it. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe. You know, like when you when you like come back from the doctor and like, so how long has your neck been broken? They're like what? I've felt pain. <laughs> how long has your neck been broken? What? Oh, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I was in shock. Oh, you're right. <laughs> oh god, that's not funny. We shouldn't laugh about that. <laughs> no, it's happened. That's. Um, we, we wish everyone anyway. well. Yeah, what a great first, uh, you know, the, the beginning of the end. Yes, exactly. We 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 started off the week with Crystal Beth. Now we're we're wrapping up the rest of it. But uh, this was uh, this is this was a good one. I liked all the payoffs in this one. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, uh, everybody, you know, duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. I'm going to tell you uh, again one last time, duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. Uh, if you are shopping on Amazon at all, you should be using our affiliate link. Look, you might even be using another podcast affiliate link, but most likely you're probably using a bigger podcast affiliate link. They're not going to need your money as much as we do. Uh, so you should just switch it out. Just start using ours. It's better. Um, we're going to make more use out of that money. Uh, so uh, do do us a favor and yeah. <laughs> go to com slash Amazon. Make that uh, your uh, Amazon bookmark. And uh, we'll get a little little slice of uh, whatever you buy um, uh, taken out of uh, Amazon's pocket. And uh, they've got deep pockets, so they're not going to notice. Pay your taxes, uh, Jeff. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> JulianGenre.com slash Amazon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will be back tomorrow with Minute 113 for the greater good. The greater good. Oh,